Blog Talk Radio. Hello, it's 3 p.m. on March 17th, 2018. Welcome to Journey into Passion with me, Anike S., on Everyday Folks Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Before I get into anything, I just want to express my condolences to those who suffered loss of a family member, friend, or fellow student as a pedestrian bridge fell at the Florida International University. And for those who, are hurt, who were hurt during this incident, I am praying for your healing And I hope that next time the builders do a much better job of ensuring the safety for the next bridge. Be safe, FIU students and faculty. You are in our thoughts and our prayers. Thank you again for coming on this journey with myself and today's guest, inspirational author and motivational speaker, Sharon Tucson. On this show, I hope you will always be inspired and encouraged, as well as continue on your journeys into your passions. I also hope that you will hear something that will challenge the way you normally do things so that you will go from working on your passions to realizing them. Now, don't forget to tune in to Billy Jones' show, BJ Speaks. It it normally airs on Sundays, and you can check for the next local show at um, our our Blog Talk Radio lineup, and it's at blogtalkradio.com slash everydayfolksradio. And, of course, make sure you're keeping up with the ladies of K-pop and they air on every other Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For more information on this show and my other work, please visit my website at anikmadison.com, or you can go to my Facebook page at facebook.com slash passion with S. Tune in on April 14th for my 50th show. Can you believe that? 50th show. It's going to be with inspiring director of Bell Glade Life Center at Christ Fellowship Church, and power speaker, Shay Hood. We're going to be catching up with Shay and, and, and the exciting things that she is doing, providing even more tools to help you on this year-long Turning Point series and analyzing some of the great quotes from the last 50 shows, including some from Shay herself. Congratulations to the students of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, and students all across the country for your courage to stand up for yourselves and others. The walkout was a great success, and I know that March 24th is going to be even greater. Your legacy to help others is going to last a long time, and I, pl- I, applaud for what you're do- I applaud you for what you're doing. Now, if you want to know more, go to marchforourlives.com, and, of course, I wrote about it as well on my Black Tongue Chronicles post, Voices of Change, and you can see that at blacktongueclothing.com. And see the late, latest uh, blog post, Legacy to Legacies, Celebrating Women, that we just posted this week. So make sure you check that out. Happy anniversary to my spiritual father, Apostle Carlos L. Malone Sr. Tomorrow he is celebrating 28 years of service at the Bethel Church. If you're interested and in the South Florida area, come on out, 9 a.m., located at 1440 Lincoln Boulevard, Miami, Florida. And check out our new website at www.tbcmiami.org. Now, as you know, I've been celebrating great women on my social media during this Women's History Month. And today I have a conversation with another inspiring woman by the name of Sharon Tucson, T-O-O-S-O-N. Sharon is the author of Unfulfilled Desires, Lessons to Finding Your Father's Love, and the topic of today's discussion having faith in your dreams. God is speaking while you are sleeping. We will be discussing her new book, which is available on Amazon, and learning about her, quote, gift of connecting the thoughts process in dreams with the clarity of wisdom of, and clarity and wisdom of God's word, end quote. Sharon holds a master's degree in health education from the University of Alabama, and she is a, an accomplished inspirational author motivational speaker who, quote, embraces her journey with a true spirit and joy of the Lord of her, as her strength, end quote. Sharon owns her own publishing company called Tucson Town Publishing, 
And you can find out more by going to www.tucentownpublishing.com. And of course, remember, if you have a question during the live broadcast, call 347-539-5372, or I'm watching the emails at anikapassionjourney at gmail.com. All right, so let's get into it. Sharon, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Anike. How are you today? I am great. I'm excited. Let me tell you, before we even begin, I love <laughs> this book. I really do. Awesome. And so I am very excited about this conversation. Well, thank you. It is it is one of my uh, pieces that I am most proud of. I have had this gift of dreaming, and I was like, really believing that God wanted me to share that. So that is um, one of my finest accomplishments that I'm very proud of. Thank you so much for that. You, absolutely, you, you should. And I'm telling you, get this book. But we're going we're gonna to give you some teasers throughout the show. But first, I always like to get mm-hmm. to know my guests. And I see that you and your husband, Darren, have two children, Kyle and Faith, which has, is a beautiful story in the book about Faith, and a yes. beloved dog <laughs> named Sammy. Yes. So tell us about your family life and how you balance it with everything else you're doing. Wow. So daily, it, it's it's a grind, and I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia. So part of my day is, um, of course, being a mom and a wife. Um, I'm also a full-time employee. I work at uh, CDC for a full-time employment. So that is a, a job in itself. Mm. So it keeps me very busy. But we're very um, grounded in our word, Walk with God. We are also life group leaders with our church, and um, we invite people into our home. Like just last night, we had 16 adults and 10 children in our home. We had an international food fellowship, and after that, we praise and worship, and we talk about how to become better disciples with God. And so leading a group like that and seeing the change, seeing the growth in people, um, even through my writing, even through my speaking engagements, um, I enjoy being a life coach and being able to speak into people's lives, seeing the change, seeing how God transforms people, and letting them know and directing them to God through all of their trials and tribulations that they come through us. But it is such a blessing to live a life um, filled with God's purpose and God's God's ways, um, something that had I hadn't grown up with. Um, I did. I, I can't say that. My parents were did raise me in the church, but coming into your own mm-hmm. spiritual relationship with God is is the difference, and that is what really has made life so much better over the past ten years that I've been married now. Yeah, amen to that. Amen. Now I I touched on it, and I, I know there might be some people that are curious, so I'm just going to let you go ahead and talk about it. I did touch okay. on the, the beautiful story that you had about your daughter Faith, so. Talk about that for just a couple of minutes. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll tell you this. So that Well, it's, it's kind of like we're a blended family. I had my son first, and then I met my husband some years later when my son was 11. And he and I both desired to have a little girl. My husband also has a son up in uh, Maryland, and we don't get to see him very much, and that's that's a relationship that we're praying on as well. But um, nevertheless, when we got together and, and uh, got married, we desired to have a girl. And some years, um, probably about two years after we got married, I dreamt about a beautiful baby girl. And my mom was holding the little baby, and my mom is in heaven, and she said, I'm going to get her to you soon. And I'm like, wow, okay. I just kind of left that and didn't think about it. I did tell my husband the dream. So through much trials and tribulations of trying to become pregnant, um, we really had to hold on to faith that God was going to deliver us a girl or a baby. At that point, we were just, let, let's try to get pregnant. I went through in vitro fertilization. I went through acupuncture. I went through losing weight. I mean, I, I, faith without works is dead, so I had to do it. <laughs> and so uh, after some time, Amen. we got pregnant through um, through in vitro and on the first try, which a lot of times does not happen. So, again, there was faith at work at that point. And so um, through the pregnancy, it was very rough. I was on bed rest because of my age, being in my 40s, and things were just happening that my body was not ready for at that point. But, again, through that, it took more faith. So um, while deciding upon a name, my husband calls me one day out the blue, and he just says, Faith. And I'm like, yes, I have faith. What are you, what are you talking about? And he said, no, the name for the baby. And um, I said, 
that that makes so much sense. It just makes perfect sense. So having faith right. in my dreams is the title of the book, but I did have faith in my dreams, literally, um, and she came to fruition, and she is a true walk of faith now. Uh, when I asked her what does her name mean, she says, my name is the name of Jesus. She's seven years old, and she's got a whole lot of faith and, and joy in her heart. So I, I'm enjoying every second of, of faith all over my life. <laughs> Oh, that is beautiful. I I just love that. I just, I had to have you share that because that's just such a beautiful story. And now I read in your, yeah, now I read in your your bio that you have a master's degree in health education from the University of Alabama. So I I thought it was so interesting and what you're doing now. And now that that I know that you work at the CDC, of course, it all makes sense. But yeah. I just wanted to know that while you were studying health education, because since you did start writing at an early age, were you still writing while you were um, studying as well? Um, no. Well, I will tell you, I started kind of writing and playing around with, with writing, keeping journals, just really not knowing what I wanted to do with, with writing. So I just always kept journals. I always wrote to relieve stress. That was just something I did. Um some years later, I went back to school and said, you know what, I got into CDC, and I said, well, you know what, maybe let me see how I can expand my career here. So I started doing health education, and somewhere in that midst of health education, God dropped in my spirit that all of your writing is, is coming to a book. And so um, having had some knowledge from writing, I, I started my first book. I wasn't quite finished my degree at that point, but I wrote the first book while in pursuit of it, and um accomplished it a little bit after my first book. So it was um it was just something I, I felt like I needed to do for my success as far as the before even getting um into the writing very deeply. But God changes us from glory to glory each day. So I'm I'm still at this age deciding what I really want to be when I grow up and I think I've come to the point where I know it's a motivational speaker, know it's a motivational writer and I just know that mm-hmm. I need to give God's life into people. That is if I don't do anything else in life, that is what God has put me here to do, and he has blessed me through being able to do those things. Wow. Now, I just have to say a special shout-out to Kim D. Morris, who wrote your forward. It's excellent, yes. excellent forward. Yes. I yes. mean, awesome. and I know that she is your, one of your prayer partners, and, and yes. just, but that was wonderful. I just had to say that. So if yes. she's listening, she's amazing. awesome. Uh, she's an amazing <laughs> woman of God. I she was also someone who prayed through me with me while I, um, when I first tried to become pregnant and she was, mm-hmm. uh, she just, her, her prayers will just shake up all of heaven and it will just come down to you when she prays. So I am blessed to have her and other prayer warriors in my life like her, but she is, she's an awesome woman of God. And I am so thankful that she did that for me as well. Wow. Awesome. Now, I, I like that because one of the, you know, when I look at um, the guests, I do my research and I, you know, kind of look at what their background is and what, they, what they're talking about so that, see, that mm-hmm. it fits in with the show. And, of course, everything you were talking about just fits in so well, especially you talk about how your testimony and how you, how you encourage others to begin their own journeys, which is perfect mm-hmm. <laughs> for this show. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. what I wanted to ask you is, um, now you, I know you were you were you know talking about uh, being a motivational speaker and so on and so forth. But at this point in your life, have you have you really kind of thought about? Are, are you truly realizing um, all of your journeys, all of your passions, or do you have others? I think um, as I grow more and more with God, and, and we're all a work in progress with God, I just find that He keeps revealing more and more talents to me. And um, the the essence of my talent is touching his life through his word. And that is that has always been the underlying factor, whether I do it at CDC or whether it was 20-something years ago when I worked with American Express and had that whole career there. Um, I still have friends from those, those different areas of life. Um, I just know that he has just purposed me to speak his word. But as, as I grow, I see that he's um, with my husband. He's teaching me some things that – Maybe my husband and I want to do some type of cooking show, or maybe we want to do a cooking truck. And, you know, he just opens up more dimensions where we are able to reach people that we didn't necessarily come in company with before. Uh, 
So I, I love how he's building our, our horizons. He's just reaching new grounds, um, showing us different levels of people, levels of life, and just how we should be living and how we can reach others on different parts of the world and um, missions trips, things that are all coming to mind that he really wants me to dive into. So I am blessed at this stage to, to do the speaking, to do the writing um, as he's purposing me. I'm in the process now working on the third and fourth book, and so I just will keep pressing. And as long as he has a purpose for me on this earth, I will just keep pressing and listening to his voice to discern where he wants me to go next. So I don't make a plan because his plans are always greater than mine. So I'm just right, going right. to walk by his grace each and every day, each and every day I have to. Wow. Yeah. Now let's get into this great book, Having Faith in Your Dreams. God is speaking to you while you speaking while you are sleeping. And yeah. so the first question that I had for you is that you, you in your book you mentioned that you have the gift of dreaming. So what does that mean? Yeah. So for me the gift of dreaming, um, I realized it very at a very young age, um, when I was about sixteen. And to share the story, it kind of I go into a little bit in the book about um, coming a dream I had over the weekend when I was in high school, and my science teacher, anatomy and physiology, said, "When you love someone, Sharon, you love them from the heart." And nicest man would have never thought about it again, just in the dream that he was telling me that. And so I just kind of chalked the dream up, didn't think about it again. But in re- in real life, and when I went to school that Monday morning, um, I checked into his class, and he took attendance. He went back into his little office, and he didn't come back out. And that gentleman um, called the nurse up, and he died of a massive heart attack on the way to the hospital. Um, so the parallel for me was that he was telling me to love from the heart, and I felt like that was almost like his last message in life, to tell people just love from the heart. Um, if that was his ever his heart's cry, that he wanted people to love from the heart. And I kind of took that and I was very taken aback. I was very upset about this at a you know, sixteen year old. Like how do you how do you digest that? You're thinking, Oh my God, did I will right. this man to die? What you know, you're thinking a hundred things in your head and of course my faith was ne- never as strong as it is now, but um I I listened to that and I just kinda took it that he was kinda giving out a peace message. Um maybe he knew that his time was coming towards a close and that was just something that was on his heart and I picked up on it. And so after that, I've always had to discern when I've had a dream about someone or uh, dreamt of a feeling or a place or a thing or something happened in my life, I really had to step back and first pray about it and, and understand what the message was behind it, whether it was something that accumulated during my day and I needed was reevaluating it or whether it's something happening in the past that I'm reliving or whether it's something that happens in the future. And as I explain in the book, there are three types of dreams, which I just mentioned. So the first one is called childhood memories. And those are dreams where we relive things from our past that are unsettled Mm -hmm. or that we just have not resolved. Um, The second one is day residue, where we simply just replay our day. We Maybe we had a bad day at work and we replay how we would have talked to the boss again or how we would have handled a coworker. Um, or we saw an accident or something happened in the course of the day and you replay it, that's day residue. And then finally there mm-hmm. there are types of dreams like um, futuristic dreams, and that would be something that you God is purposing in your life or something that he needs to warn you about or foretell or something is coming towards you, and you have no knowledge of that happening at your current life, so it's definitely something that uh, God is speaking into your life at that point. So that's that's kind of where I started to digest and, and really understand that there's so many types of dreams out there. And for me, as I watch people and people come to me, what does this mean? What does this mean? And I, I try to do a series of questions with people before I answer the question because everybody's dream experience is catered towards them. Um, many dream books will tell you, oh, a rabbit means good luck or something like that. Well, a rabbit might have bit you when you were little, and you relive this, and it's a warning that you're going to get bitten by something that's harmful or maybe some. So I really feel like dreams are custom tailored to what has happened in your life or what is happening in your life. So I always try to, if someone asks me to analyze, I will ask a series of questions before I really dig down deep to what it means. 
Right, right. And that's that's something very important because, of course, like you said, people are thinking, okay, does this mean something's going to happen to me? Does, you know, people right, might get fearful, right. like, okay, maybe I don't need to leave my house. <laughs> yeah. Right, and, and a Not lot of times fear comes, comes up. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. And I like that. Um, I like because I'm going to one of the quotes. Oftentimes our dreams will have so much daytime residue that we can miss the message that the Father has for us. I, I love that quote because, like you were talking about, just the daytime residue, you just, you just miss it. <laughs> and it's true so, because we're so busy um, on a daily basis that we, we fail to connect with God's words. We fail to connect with worship. We fail to connect with people who may have something to feed into our lives because we're, we're busy going from work to the grocery store to uh, catch our children or take them to an event or do something here and there that we miss that that little bit of ounce that God is just sending a nugget of something into our life to say, hey, I need you to listen to this. I need you to, to speak here. I need you to understand what um, what your next step is. And because we're so busy, and I, I the acronyms for busy, B-U-S-Y, is being under Satan's yoke because we're so oh. busy that Satan has us doing so many things that we can't hear God. So I'm always very mindful when I say I'm busy because that is mm-hmm. not um, – God God always can speak. You, you should never be too right. busy to listen to God or take time out to let right. him dive into you. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. Now, one of the most important things, of course, as it relates to this show, is the fact that um, God shows mm-hmm. us visions in our dreams. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes we think, oh, that was just a great dream. But sometimes it's without even realizing it's actually a vision. And so – Tell us the difference. You, you answer it in the book, but I, I would love for our, our, our listeners to know, what, what is the difference between, you know, you're thinking, hmm, what's, what, is it just a big dream or is God trying to tell me something? Um, so I, I look back at it a lot of times and um, sometimes you'll get something in your dream and you'll wonder, why am I dreaming about this person or why did I see myself in a particular place? And you've got no clue of what, what is happening or what God is saying. And I always tell my, my people, write it down, because something may not come to fruition for you, but God is speaking it out to you. So I have always tell people to write it down, and you never know something in a month, in two weeks, in, in three days, it might manifest. But I always have, been, have felt like um, just seeing your um, – God always calls you to a purpose. It's always something that's down in your spirit that you believe that you were supposed to do, but you've never had the courage to do or the strength to do on your own. And God will probably speak something into your dreams to say, I want you to write this book. I want you to speak over here. I want you to reach that, that person. And if it keeps coming up over and over again in different ways and in different lights and different um, things, it's something that he either wants you to heal from or he wants you to go to. Um, I give an example in the dream that um, a, a couple of friends and a and cousin of mine actually had a, a similar reoccurring dream. And they asked me, well, why would God keep sending me the same dream? So the dreams were similar for the two girls. They were being locked in a house or afraid, afraid to get in the house. Someone's going to come in and catch them or, and, and hurt them, uh, and they're always trying to batten down the doors in their house, and, and they're just scared because this person is pounding on the door trying to get in, trying to get in. Um, and, this, and for both of them, they had been molested and had been through a series of bad relationships. So they were – literally afraid every time they got into a relationship with a man. And so they had this, these fearful dreams pop up. And so they asked me, well, why would God send me this type of dream? And it's so simple. God wants you to heal from the inside out. He doesn't want you to keep carrying around the same burden and the same hurt and continue a generational curse into your family and into your children. So he will send you something like this, say, get the healing, come to my word, come to to people who can help you, who are godly people, so that we can move past this, we can move forward and get healing from the inside so that you can better help. You can be a testimony to the next person if you can overcome molestation, if you can overcome abuse and things that have happened in your life and let other people know that you can have life after that. So I'm not sure if that's answering the question correctly, how you, how you were thinking oh. of it. Cause I have so much that I, I put in there, but um, no, absolutely. Yeah. Certainly. I, I no, believe that God yeah. will give you, give you a vision. 
Yeah, no, no, that that answers it perfectly. That answers it perfectly. And I, I thought about this question myself, and I just think that one mm-hmm. of the things that I, my one of my own experiences is that mm-hmm. since God is, of course, not the author of confusion, he, mm-hmm. you can be sure that if if your dream lines up with your passions, which of course is part of your purpose, then you yes. know that it's the right thing. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Because so many people have trouble understanding that their their passion and their purpose are so much greater and so higher, and they're like, oh, I can't possibly do that. Um, mm-hmm. I ministered to one young one young lady who has been healed of pancreatic cancer, and she had oh, enough wow. faith to believe um, twice, and they told her she'd never have children, and she's had children. Where she was nearly, wow. the doctor said, you know, just start planning your, your funeral. Before she went into surgery, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to make this, and she has lived it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of push her a little bit because I'm like, you've got such a testimony. You could walk into oh, a yeah. cancer ward and just be life to people. Well, as, as it would have, she's, she's scared of public speaking. I was like, you know, that's the enemy trying to stop you. So she's had nightmares when she thinks about public speaking. And I'm like, you know what, mm-hmm. God's going to send you somebody who you need to minister to. And I don't know how you do it or what's going to happen to you, but he's going to send you people to minister to who have cancer. Well, wouldn't you know it about three weeks later, another gentleman who has that cancer came to our group and she wow. had the opportunity to pray over him. And when I tell you, it was like I, I watched her and she was shaking and praying and just crying out mm. to God for him. And that man went underwent surgery and came back and he, they said they got everything and nothing has spread. And I was like, you know what? You're the prayer warrior that cancer patients yes. need, and they need to hear your voice. Wow. <laughs> so I always wow. watch people and say, you know what, believe in that dream because that enemy will put anything in your way, any path. He'll put yes. fear in your way. That He'll put true. just confusion to make you not live out God's purpose. Like she has the power to heal, to help people heal. Yeah. And, you know, of course, the enemy wow. doesn't want that. Yeah, no. it's powerful no. to watch uh, the growth like that. It's amazing, amazing what God will put yes. on you. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is, and I and I think one of the because of course there's a lot of powerful things in your book, but I think for me as, as I read it, one of the most powerful is the reoccurring dreams because a lot of people experience reoccurring yeah. dreams, and that's that's the question. Like, why? What is this? What is this? Why does this? Why does this keep happening? Because um, as I was, you you mentioned something, and I'm going to go to it in here because um. You were talking about childhood, and, and of course, we're getting into into the setting now. And because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you talked about um, the the setting of a dream playing such a significant yeah. role, and it's it's it's, it's twofold. It's, you talked about the setting within the dream itself, but then also the mm-hmm. setting where you fall asleep. And yeah. so, and yeah. I thought, oh, that's very interesting. And then, I, and then you talked about the the childhood because for me, I had a reoccurring dream, and it's it since stopped. But for a while, I I always dreamt about myself coming from a dangerous situation, and it, it was di- different things. But my destination was my childhood home, and okay. I kept and I had kept having that over and over and over again. And then it was interesting how you talked about the childhood home. And so mm-hmm. if you can just kind of share that a little bit with, with the audience of, because I'm quite sure a lot of people have that dream about their childhood home. So kind of share with your thoughts on that. Oh, absolutely. So I, I always um, t- ask people um, what happened in your childhood home, whether it was a good place or a bad place, um, because not everybody had a good experience about their childhood home. So when you're heading back to it or trying to get to it, it's either you're trying to heal from something that hurt you there or you're trying to get back to a pace, place of peace that was that was there for you. So when I dream of my childhood home, it, it was a place of peace. And I find that I'll dream about it when I'm having some confusion in my adult home with my family or husband or whatever. There's too much chaos going on. And I want to get back to a place of peace. So God has sort of taken me back to the early, like he takes you back to that, um, takes me back to that scripture we think as a child, you know, a child knows God and that kind of thing. I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember it all right now, but it's kind of that childlikeness that you want to come to with God. And so I feel like a lot of times he'll take you back to a place of peace 
if, if it's in that mm-hmm. case. Now, if it's a chaotic yeah. place that you came from, if it was abuse, if it was hurt, um, there's something that either triggered in your life throughout the day or something that happened in your current situation that is making you have feelings or thoughts uh, from, mm-hmm. that, um, from that past hurt. And this, again, is something that God always has to try to help us heal from. So we really have to define and really go back and find out what was it the abuser that I need to forgive or confront or um, I need to move forward from something that keeps pulling me back that God is not 100% healed me from. I had um, just the other day an opportunity. It's amazing how God works. I talked with a young lady. She was talking about this this um, weight loss product she had on Instagram. So, oh, let me call her and find out what this is about. And we started talking a little bit, and of one of those body wrap things. But she talked about how she um, was so hurt from her past, and she hasn't healed from it. And this haunts her. This haunts her in her dreams. It haunts her in her day. And I'm like, mm. you've got such a powerful testimony. You've overcome uh, abuse and molestation and drugs and and a whole host of things. And she just can't get past that hurt from the past. So I always believe that whatever we're needing to go back to, God either wants to heal us from or give us peace to so that he can move us forward and we can continue to to speak in his word and and help other people heal and come through those things too. Yeah. And as I hear you say this, I just just think that that for that reoccurring dream that I had, I know it's one of those things where I was trying to go back to a place of peace, you know, because I had one of the greatest childhoods ever. And I just, I think that's what I was trying to get back to, that place where I was just so happy. And so, yeah, yeah, it makes makes all the sense in the world. Right, Mm -hmm. because all the the time as adults, there's so much complication as an adult. You know, we're worried about bills and things and work. And and if we could just get to a place of peace, and if your place of peace was your childhood's home, God is saying, well, come home to me. And let me give you peace, yeah. and let me let me let you help yeah. you find rest. Come to me, all who are weary, and let mm-hmm. me give you rest. And so you just got to find that peace with God. And if, if that was a good place for you, you know it's time to get on your knees and, and have some time with God, where you can get a piece of home, so to speak, and in, back inside yeah. of you. Um, I've always found that a lot of times when we go back home um, in a physical place. Uh, I grew up in New York, Long Island, New York, and home is different now. My mom is no longer living. It's The town is different. And, but when I get back into that house that I grew up in, there's a sense of calm and a sense of peace. Just looking at pictures of it gives me a peace and a calm, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is, this is me. This is what defined me. And sometimes those yeah. dreams, even as, as a, an abused child even, some people will go back to those places because that defined you, that defined all your hurts yeah. and all your feelings and all your frustrations. Yeah. And so that is where God may need to redefine you or, or and make you better. So it's so complicated. It's, it's so individual for each person. Each person has to really true. come to what it means for them. Mm-hmm. And do you think Indeed. when those types of dreams stop, like for me, those dreams stop. When you think that those dreams stop, do you think that maybe the peace has been found or whatever that person was looking for has been discovered? I do believe that because I, I had, um, as I was telling you about the girls with the the gentleman trying to get in the house, one of the girls told me she after she defined what it was and how she needed to get past it, she stopped having that dream. Um, mm-hmm. Now, in an instance like ours with, with a very good home, I don't know that those reoccurring will stop. They may they may have for you, um, but let's say another situation comes up um, and something tragic happens in your life. Not that I'm wishing that on you, God knows I'm not, but if something were to no, come down the line and it's stressful or something is, is heavy in your life, that dream may be shown to you again to to help you mm-hmm. say, come back come back to home. Let me give you peace again. Yeah. So in your, in yeah. your case, it's a pleasant reminder. Um, in someone else's yeah. case, if they've gotten healed from it, then those dreams should stop if they have truly been healed from yeah. it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Now we're going to go to an email question, and it comes from That's my great. friend Capri. And uh, hey, Capri, thank you so much for tuning in. And she says, um, I am and many members of my family are very fascinated by our dreams and interpretation. Thank you for letting people know that dreams have meaning and it's not just an overactive imagination. And her mm-hmm. question is, why do you think Christians don't believe their dreams have meaning? You know, I I wish I honestly knew that. It, it baffles me that so many Christians don't see 
that God uh, over so many times in the Bible, even with Joseph and, and David, all this, the dreams just kept coming up. God put him into a deep sleep and gave him a vision. God, you know, I, and that is what baffles me because God clearly shows all throughout his word and through the, that he gives dreams and he gives visions and they come from him and he clearly defines that. I think some people, um, as I once heard it said, some people believe God, but they don't trust him. And so why should you have a dream and trust that God gave it to you and say, you know, well, he, this is just something that happened. It's just something up in the air. Um, but you really have to trust God and believe that he can give you a vision and dream and that he can really manifest into your life. So, again, if you believe God, you have to trust him. You have to trust him with his, your thoughts and your visions and your dreams that he can manifest like he did back in the old days and still do it today. He's the same God of yesterday as he is today. So I think a lot of people just have a trust issue to trust that God would, would send it to them. Yeah. Oh, Wow. Absolutely, and Capri says thank you. Thank well, you very much. Right, that's that's excellent. Right. So let's go back to setting because I kind of touched on it, and I, I think that's okay. something that's so important um, because, like I said, you had two things, the setting, and we, we mm-hmm. talked about the setting within the, in the dream, but now let's right. talk about the setting where you fall asleep because yeah. um, you, you talk about how critical it is to be mindful of where we put in our spirit every day as we relate to the music and the television, text messages, anything that mm-hmm. we're putting into mm-hmm. our spirit. So let's talk about the physical setting where you actually fall asleep. Absolutely. So I, I have for years, um, because I grew up on the dark side of uh, New York and Long Island, it was always a calm, dark setting, and I could fall straight to sleep, and that had always been sort of a peaceful thing. Again, that takes me back to the home thing as well. But even now, if there's extra light in the room, if there's TV, if there's um, something playing, my husband's a, a police officer, we watch a lot, a lot of law and order and SVU, oh my goodness, that stuff can play into your dreams for what you hear. Um, simple stuff, <laughs> right. noises, noises outside will become a reality in your dream. Um, and you wake up and say, what, why do I, uh, one of my things I think in the book I mentioned, I heard it, uh, a puppy barking. And when I woke up, it was an engine yeah. trying to turn over a truck or something like that. And I'm like, this is so mm-hmm. affected um, the whole setting. And even before you go to sleep, that you should pray and, and continue to make sure that God's spirit is upon you as you fall asleep. And and that is it's, it's just so much in your actual environment that you're in comfortable settings, you're in comfortable pajamas, you're, the temperature of your room is, is not too hot so that you don't feel like Satan's in the corner somewhere. I mean, it's <laughs> a, a some things that you really want to make sure um, that you're at peace before you lay your head down to sleep. It's, it's one of the uh, children's prayers. Now I lay me down to sleep and pray to let my soul to keep. So you really want to have that peace that surpasses all understanding. And, and as much as we, like, we'll keep our phones next to our bed now to charge up overnight and we sit there and a message right. pops in and somebody's saying something like you're, they're upset or whatever, and then that culminates into your dreams it comes right in there so we really have to be careful of we feed our spirit what's around our Mm -hmm. spirit even people throughout the day that spirit could get so heavy on us um that we take it to bed with we don't let it go and give it to god at the end of the night so i am really particular about it my husband it drives my husband nuts but i'm like turn off the tv close the doors (laughs) make it dark put the darkening curtains around i I, I like a peaceful setting i want I could sleep under the stars outside, I would be probably at peace. But um, it it just takes something to make sure that you're you're comfortable and that you are Mm -hmm. allowing God to clear your head, clear your head to allow God to really come in and so he can speak and show you those visions so that you can trust that they're the right things coming from God. Right, right. And turn off Mm -hmm. those notifications. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Say the worst and just get a, a text message, and you, you're thinking a hundred things that could be happening behind that message right. until you you won't get any peace until you look at it. Oh, what right. is it? You know, you're nuts. Right. Nuts. Somebody, somebody <laughs> who's having a sleepless night, just typing something at three o'clock in the morning, and you're thinking now nothing comes good at three o'clock in the morning. Right. You're nothing like looking at your phone. <laughs> 
what is the matter? What could be the matter at this time of night? So, right. yeah, it'll drive you nuts until you look at it, and then it's on your mind. They've already passed it off to you, and you're like, oh, my gosh, now i got to stay up worrying and thinking about this, or somebody's going to the hospital. Oh, my gosh, are they all right? You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, right. it, it, right. it's tough. It is tough. <laughs> right. Now, remember, to my listeners, if you have a question or a comment, 347-539-5372. And, of course, I am monitoring my emails at Journey at gmail.com. Now, um, I, just, I, I encourage everybody to get this book because it is, it's got so much in it. And if, uh, we couldn't possibly touch on everything today, but I'm just going to go through a couple of things. Um, you have the death and birth. And, I, and mm-hmm. I just have to say this. Because mm-hmm. you, you, you put something so important. You say that often there could be an, a thought that needs to be, um, it needs to, like um, a thought and an idea that needs to be given uh, life to or that needs to die. It's not necessarily somebody that's going to be born or, right. or die. Right. And so yeah. I, I like that. I want people to kind of let that marinate for a minute. It could be something that needs to have life breathe into it or you need to mm-hmm. leave it alone. So Absolutely. that's that's so 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 powerful. I wanted to bring that up, and um, I wanted to skip skip quickly because we are at eighteen minutes. This show goes by so fast. Wow! And so I wanted to skip quick. I know, right? Skip quickly mm-hmm. to colors. Now mm-hmm. colors. I wanted. To, I just wanted. To, I had to get to this. I was excited about this because, <laughs> okay. of course, people that that know the Bible know that purpose pur- purple is the color of royalty. And, mm-hmm. of course, if you, if you see myself, you know that purple is everywhere. And, of course, <laughs> yellow, my mom's favorite color, is okay. the, the color of anointing. I, you know, yeah. So I just had to say that because, you know, <laughs> when you, when you yeah. have these wonderful colors for your show, you just have to mention it. And, of course, oh, we have a caller. We have a caller. Let's get the okay. caller in. Okay. Caller, welcome to Journey to Passion with the KS. And Sharon Tucson. Thank you, Sharon. This is very interesting, and I've been listening intently. My question is, when someone asks or talks about a dream and you ask the questions and try to get be, help them to understand what could possibly be behind the dream. So mm-hmm. the end of the, the conversation or the end of that interpretation is that you lead, do you help them to find it? Do they figure it out themselves or do you give them what the, what the Holy Spirit is telling you that this is, I'm I'm just trying to say how they get to the point of understanding and getting a release. Is that you lead them to help them or you, or you actually give it to them. Thanks. Um, A lot of times they, you know, a lot of times I always, God always tells us a lot of the answers are always with him and he's always given them to you. So my questions are simply probing questions of things that they just didn't think about or didn't kind of um, move about to think. So um, in an example, like when, when Anika just told me about her childhood thing, I didn't know whether that was a good place or a bad place for her. So we start there. Let's find out what the, the essence was. Was your home good or bad? Did you have hurt there? Was there something happy? Was there something that was happening in your life throughout the day? And then usually people say, well, you know, I was thinking about, you know, trying to start a new business or something was happening at work and I was very upset. So a lot of times it's just kind of probing the question out. And and they'll start saying, well, yeah, actually, I want to do such a – I get a lot of those. Actually, I think I want to do that. I hear that so often that it's like people really kind of know, and it just takes a little time, takes a little coaching out. And they usually say, well, what if I wanted to do this? Or what do you think God – and it may be something like the colors. Like if they saw a color yellow, well, you've got some anointing coming on your life. or something is happening, um, and they saw a book in yellow, maybe you need to write a book that's anointed. So I just kind of point out a little bit of things and see how it falls into their life. And I just have a conversation so that we can go back and forth. It, it may take some troubleshooting to figure out, and a lot of people don't always know what, what it is that they're trying to get at. What, do you, what are you comfortable doing? What do you want to do? What is God, you feel like God is saying to you? So I'll, I'll just coach out some of those kind of questions and try, help them lead them to what 
maybe God could be speaking to them. Tell them to pray about it. Tell them to write it down. God could manifest it later on in their life. God could manifest it that same day. So um, I just tell them to pray about it and really just keep asking questions to God and direct them to God. Let him answer it. I I never claim to be a psychic. I never claim to be anything that – but God's messenger and just say, try to be that middle person in between where I can ha- maybe help bridge the gap a little bit. So I hope that answers That's your good. question. That answers it exactly because you're sure. leading them. But even, even if at the end of the relationship or the consultation, they've you've mm-hmm. led them to a point of peace, they may not get it all the way, like you said, write it down, they may mm-hmm. not have the answer, but at least they're more in a point of peace than they were when they started, and less Absolutely. confusion than where they were. And that's great. That's good. I, I pre- that's yeah. that's I like that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's God led. Well- I, I appreciate that. That's good. You're quite welcome. And I give you an example real quick. Um, there was a young lady that reached out to me about a dream, and she was terrified because she saw herself in the dream. Um, she saw an ex boyfriend and her sister. And she was so upset that she had these kitten heads in a in a um in a basket or something, and she was smashing them, and she kept smashing them. And I asked her, well, what was what's your relationship with your sister and your ex boyfriend? She said, I'm really mad at them. And I said, well, you know, those kitten heads, kittens are tender; they're like feelings. And so your your tender feelings, like a kitten, you felt so smashed. And she said she had a collection of them. She showed in the dream. And I said, you, you're holding on to all these hurt feelings that these two made for you. I said, you've got to learn to let go of some of the stuff or make a peace with them, either let them go out of your life in some type of peace. It's like, you're so right. I've been, I'm so angry with them that I can't get past anything. And so that gave her a sense of peace because she thought she was going to be an animal killer. Actually. Yeah. But, but, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I was like, no, that kitten is your tender feelings that have been smashed, and you, you've got to find a way to get past that. So we, we just kind of talked about it, and she was just so relieved. And it's like, thank you for giving me some light or some, some insight to what I needed to know. Yeah. What wisdom. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's a great, that's a God gift that you have, and we certainly appreciate it. And thank you, Nikkei, for having this wonderful person on your show. Continue talking. Thank, thank, thank you. you and goodbye. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate your comments. Bye now. All right. So they're coming in. They're coming in. I've got an email, uh, three questions okay. in the email. Thank, thank you to the person that sent the email. And the first question is, why do you think people dream and when they awaken can't remember the dream? And if they do remember the dream, it's not written down, and uh, they can't remember it later on. So why why can't they remember the dream sometimes? Oh, that's that's the hardest question. Um, oftentimes we again, it goes back to your setting of your dream. If you're waking up and that alarm clock is buzzing, it it'll snap it right out of you. You're, you can't hold it. Um, so I've found that the the best method of if you can, a lot of people will wake up. Try to wake up peacefully. And just think of, just lay there before you do anything, before you start talking to people, turning on the TV, just lay there and try to recollect what happened. Um, I kind of give a little bit of instructions about that in a dream because the enemy wants to snatch away any kind of vision or any kind of dream that God has given you. And we start getting too busy, right? Again, that word busy, we get busy. As soon as we wake up, God will snatch, uh, the enemy will try to snatch God's vision right out of his people's eyes. So we have to be very mindful when we wake up, call upon the name of the Lord and, and let him give you some peace in that. And he'll, he'll let you, that vision kind of come back to you. If you have a, just five or 10 minutes, just kind of lay there and just, okay, I got it. This is what that is. And, and little by little, even you'll kind of train yourself a bit throughout the day, um, something may happen and it will trigger like you may see a a child or a color or a bird or something that recollects from the dream and some of it may come back to you but again it goes back to that setting making sure that you have peace when you go to sleep peace when you wake up and allowing that to kind of stay within you so that you can be able to hear God and not let the enemy snatch it out of you as soon as you wake up Um, just having some peace as soon as you wake up is very important because that alarm clock can just take it right out of you Right. Was the second right. And you, you was mentioned the second that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, the, and it, it's interesting because you just mentioned something about an alarm clock, and you have it in the. In the I was going to ask you about that. You say sometimes mm-hmm. try to wake up without an alarm clock, and I thought that was interesting. 
Yes, because it, you know, lump costs often startle us because we're always in such, if, if we get into our deep sleep, it's a very um, medical thing. If we get into our REM sleep, our rapid eye movement sleep where we dream, then we are in a deep enough sleep where um, you, you're dreaming well and an alarm clock will just kind of zap you out of it so, so you don't ease mm-hmm. out of your dream state easily. Um, if you're just waking up yeah. slowly and your body started gets trained. Like now I'm trained to wake up at 6 a.m. So a little bit before 6, my body starts to wake up and, and I can recollect what I dreamt. So it's right. kind of a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a practice. And because I'm highly aware of what I do about it, um, it just takes some time. <laughs> right. And after, you, after you've kind of read the book, you'll start to get a few tips about how to wake up and how to oh, just yeah. give yourself a little bit of peace and just say, okay, let me, mm-hmm. let me see if I can try this out. Set your alarm clock a few minutes earlier or later or however it works for you so that you can have a little bit of time to, to sort of digest if you've made, feel like you're making some progress in your dreams. Right. And that startle, that startle feeling can also cause you to kind of forget what you, what you dreamt as well. Couldn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I woke yeah. up one particular night, um, I ate something too late and I woke up with, with reflux, I was dreaming and having such a, and I woke up choking and I don't even know what happened with the dream of that because it was like, that's why I say it's so much, so important that we take care of our bodies. We take care of our health because if you, you're going to bed on mess and stomach, it's, it's going to take everything out of you too. So it's a whole yeah. home and it's a whole lifestyle change really that you really want to be able to, our bodies are a living testimony to God, so we have to take care of our bodies so that we can hear from God as well. He wants, he wants all of us, all of us. And so we really have got to dive into how he um, is going to speak to us even in our dreams. And the other question she has is, what type of books do you publish? So my like books are before, Christian. Just, just in case you're just... Yeah. I'm sorry, just in case you're tuning in, she is Toots and Town Publishing she owns. So I just wanted to make sure I put that out there. Yeah, so I'm I'm concentrating now on um Christian books and really work Christian books that will speak God's words. So even if that's a children's book, which my lovely little child Faith is working on her book and we're trying to get that out <laughs> for her. But in, in her book Aww. it's something very simple that she is just showing a good habits for God's children. Um, so she entitled, it's hopefully coming out called what big girls do. And now that she's becoming a big girl, how she um, takes helps with the chores and how she prays and how she eats her vegetables. And so just wanting to instill good habits for God's people and she wanting to give it to children her age. So I am, mm-hmm. I'm interested in helping anyone publish something that is going to be life and fruit and salt to other people. Um, that is kind of has is founded on God's word. That is the premise of what I want to publish and what I like to write about it as well. And how would somebody get in contact with you to to get that process started? Yeah, so if they go to the website at Tucson Town Publishing, there is um, a page for signing up for contact me, and you can just put in your information, and I will respond to you hopefully within 24 to 48 hours. Okay, all right. And her third question is, I'm saying her, I'm not even sure, Um, Uh but um, steps you have to take in order to be public. So when you originally, let's talk about your own process. What kind of steps Uh did you take? I'm assuming that you self-published, right? I did self-publish, absolutely. Um, Uh And and it's... um, Self-publishing these days is a lot easier than going out and trying to find someone who's going to... um, what do they call them, book, um, to, to sponsor the book and get it promoted and all that kind of stuff because you could send it oh. to um, publication companies and they could say, well, it doesn't fit our mode. We don't like it. Oh, we don't do this. Mm-hmm. Well, some publication the they've got a whole route. lot of yeah. – yeah, yeah, the traditional route. Nowadays they've got a whole lot of various um, websites and tools out there that you can – get your book up um, and I can help you get the ISBN number, um, get your num- your book published with the Library of Congress so that nobody steals the rights to the book. Um, it, it's really just um, some very basic steps. It's not extremely expensive, honestly. And so I really encourage people, if that's a vision in their heart, let's talk and let, let's see how we can get moving on at least getting your things foundation. But I always tell people who want to write, start writing first, get something down so we have something to work with um, because we got to have material before we get start 
making an ISBN number, before we start making a book cover. Um, there's there's so many different areas of it. We've got to put it together. We've got to format it. We've got to get it edited. Um, then we go to publish and put everything um, together so that we can get the ISBN number, have the cover, however designed, who you want to you know, uh, paint it or cover it or draw it or make a picture or something, whatever it takes. And then we move forward with getting copies out. If you want it to be uh, uploaded on Amazon or Kindle, I have them both on both of my books on that. And that helps you get it across the different, um, like it's in the UK and Japan, it's available for sales on those various through Amazon. So there's a, a ton of little steps, but they're nothing hard and they're definitely a constant accomplishable because um, God through all things God you know makes it all possible through his name so we can get it done um, again just kind of give me a buzz on the website I would love to help anyone out there that's seeking to help publish and um, just give you some words of advice if, if it's that simple as well awesome awesome and what kind of price range are we talking like I, I know it's probably based on pages but it is based on pages because um, we have to look at um, we have to look at how many pages, the content, how much editing it's going to need, um, what kind of book cover design are you providing your own. So I can't even if if we're just looking at getting like an ISBN number and uh, um, getting it patent, that's only like two hundred dollars. That's not that bad. Um, then you want to print copies. Copies can run anywhere from. Um, a dollar fifty to a copy to um, five dollars, depending on if you wanted hardback or softback cover. So there's a ton of different ways to um, to slice it up, and right. we just have to see where you're going with the book. Um, but some of the the basic steps of getting it, it I honestly can say it won't break the break the bank for you. Okay. Well, we're mm-hmm. down to the last three minutes and twenty seconds of the show. It has been such an incredible hour. And I would just like to thank you so much for for coming on and sharing everything with us. It's it's just it's it's been a powerful hour, and I really, really, really thank you so much. And I'm just going to give you a chance just to have a little last few minute words. Oh sure. Um, I I would just tell the the callers and the in the emails. Thank you so much uh, again, Anika, for having me on the show. I really appreciate the opportunity, the emails, the calls, and I would just want to encourage people to continue to have faith in your dreams, continue to believe that God really has a vision and a purpose for each and every one of your lives. Um, that nothing happens by chance. God always takes us through something, whether it's good or bad, because He wants either us to be a messenger or healer a deliverer of his word, even through the, the through the bad times. So just stay encouraged in the Lord, stay in his word, keep praying, keep believing, and always have faith in your dreams that God gives you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, you have been listening to Journey into Passion with me, Anika S. on Everyday Folks Radio, and you have heard from the inspiring Sharon Tucson, author of Until Unfulfilled Desires, Lessons to Finding Your Father's Love. That's the other book we didn't get a chance to talk about. But I'm going to have her back, so we'll, we'll talk about it. And having awesome. faith in your dreams. God is speaking while you are sleeping. Very important yeah. book. I, I encourage you to get it. Just go on Amazon. Get this book. This is a very, <laughs> very powerful book, especially if you ever thought about dreams. You know, because we think about our dreams, right? We think about what does this mean? What does this mean? This book is the book for you. It, it it gives dream types and it analyzes dreams as well. So I definitely encourage you to, to get this book. And I just want to say that this has been an inspiring hour. This has been just a, 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 a thrill. I love this book. I love everything that it's, it's speaking to people and, and I love the, the messages. And so, and you know, of course on this show, that's what it's about. So, um, Pay attention to your dreams. Pay attention to your dreams because you could be missing something, and God could be speaking to you. And of course, don't forget Billy Jones' show, BJ Speaks. Um, go to uh, blogtalkradio.com slash everydayfolksradio to uh, see what's going on with uh, his show. And keep up, keep up with the ladies of K-pop every other Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
I will be back on April 14th for my 50th show with inspiring director of Belgrade Life Center Christ Fellowship and power speaker Shay Hood. If those of you who know Shay, you know you need to come back and check out this show because you know it's going to be powerful. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And as always, I wish you great success on your journeys into your passions. Pay attention to those dreams. Take care of yourselves. God bless.